today we are discussing the uh, blood of Christ and salvation. I try to do my first podcasts, uh, these recordings on things that pertain to our salvation and not necessarily on secondary issues. I do think there are secondary issues that are important but right now I want to focus on things that will help someone get saved to enter that narrow gate and enter that narrow road and help Christians stay on the narrow path of salvation and encourage them on that path. And so the theme is the blood of Christ. Now, as a teacher, one of my jobs is to help the listener who has spiritual experiences understand them in the light of Scripture. In other words, Scripture is a guide to one's experiences. It's just not a theological debate that has no bearing on my life. In my life, I will struggle and try to figure out certain things. Or I will pray and ask God, why am I not making it in my spiritual life? God, in response, gives scriptures and light to help you on the path. And this is my goal. It's not just dead theology, which there is dead theology. But, for example, in Romans chapter 7, Paul gives his experience. Now, Paul grew up in a very strict, pharisaical sect taught by Gamaliel. He tried to obey the law. He, being a good Jew and a very zealous Jew, tried to obey the Ten Commandments and be righteous according to the law of Moses so that he would obtain life which is promised in the Old Covenant if you do the things written in the law. He tried to be righteous and tried to avoid sin. 
And he says in his own experience, the things I want to do that is being righteous, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, and that is sin, I keep on doing. And so Paul struggled and said, I'm trying to be righteous and I cannot be righteous. I'm trying to not to sin, but I'm sinning. And as this struggle continues and continues and continues, he finally cries out, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of this death? Paul, as much as he tried, could not obtain salvation based on the law. And he needed light. He needed to know why. Well, we are told after he became a Christian, he found Christ Jesus was the answer. And he was given a revelation, a very deep one, you can read in all of Romans, on the gospel. And he found out that theology and the scriptures and God's revelation freed him to know the way to life. And so it was not dead theology. It was life and light to him. That helped his experiential life and Christian walk. This is how I want to teach on tonight. The blood of Jesus Christ is essential to salvation. So, we are told in 1 John 1, 7 that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Now, that is very important because it does not tell us that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from most sin or just some sin, but all sin. If we look at another verse, Hebrews 10.4, it is not possible for the blood of bulls and of goats to take away sins. So we are told that that not all blood has the capacity to take away sins. And we are told a third thing in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. That means... That the blood is necessary. In other words, if we were simply told that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins, someone could argue, well, perhaps, but also baptism can also cleanse you from all sins. Therefore, I don't need a blood of Christ. In other words, someone could argue, 
you could get saved by the blood of Christ, but I also could get saved by a ritual. But Hebrews 9 and verse 22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. In other words, it is impossible to be freed and delivered from sin without blood. So, without the shedding of blood, you cannot be freed from your sins. What is the consequence of sin that you need to be freed from? We are told that sin separates you from God into and therefore the consequence of sin is that you defy you sin against a holy God and that God justly must send you to a lake of fire. But someone could argue well maybe we narrowed it down to the blood of goats can't free you and the blood of Christ can free you but can any other human sacrifice free us from sins there are many pagans that would kill a human being for the purpose of Appeasing God's wrath. Or the God's wrath. According. To the scriptures. In the Old Testament. The lamb had to be without spot and blemish. In other words. It had to be a perfect. Lamb. The sacrifice, and we are told that the blood of goats and bulls cannot take away sins. So it's symbolic. In other words, the coming sacrifice must be perfect. Since humans sinned by the shedding of blood, we're told man's blood is shed by man, then man must pay an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, a life for a life. Therefore, a human life must be the payment for a human being. Well, we have a problem. All men are sinners. And if all men are sinners, then all mankind cannot be perfect and without blemish. In other words, God will not accept an imperfect sacrifice. So no human being in the entire world can die and take away sins. And of course there are other problems I do not wish to get into at this moment, but I will just say them for you to think about. Why did Jesus have to be God? Why did a sacrifice have to be God? And man is the God man Jesus Christ. Well, if we sin against an infinite God, 
then we have an infinite payment. Mankind is mortal. His blood is mortal. <laughs> His blood, of course, is tainted with sin, so it doesn't work in the first place. But even if there was a perfect man, to satisfy infinite justice requires an infinite being. Only God is infinite. Therefore, no angel and no mere human could satisfy the wrath of God. It had to be the God-man. Jesus Christ represents man in the place of man. Yet he is God so he can satisfy internal justice. There is only one person in the world that fits this, this description. That is Jesus Christ. Therefore, why is this important? Why does this matter practically? Because we are told by Peter that there is no other name under heaven by which mankind can be saved. It is only by Jesus' name, that blood spilt by him, that mankind can be saved. Therefore, practically, if you want freedom from sin's power, if you want to go to heaven, if you want freedom from sin's power in this life, then practically there's, there's no other way but through the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, if you want to save people and be of any practical help, this is important and necessary for salvation. Now, the blood of Jesus Christ does a lot more than just get people saved. That itself is practically very helpful experientially. I laugh kind of because it's <laughs> not even practical. It's salvation from death. Far more than practical. But I want to move on to other areas. See, mankind, if you talk to human beings, they are full of guilt. We have a conscience. And this conscience makes me feel guilty. <clears throat> And as a human being that sins, I struggle with guilt. And so, I need a reason. I need to know. I need a way to get rid of this guilt that eats people up. People who feel guilty actually physically are becoming unhealthy. They can't sleep at night. They worry. They wonder. They can't get their conscience clean. They gotta somehow forget about it. Yet, yeah, if we are to face and be real with truth, we are sinners. We cannot deny that. We cannot hide from that. Yet, how can I, a sinner, and know that truth, ever believe in that truth and not just hiding from it, feel 
feeling so guilty, somehow be cleansed from that and be free from that guilt. To know and understand the blood's effectualness in my life will deliver you from a guilty conscience. If I know my sins are forgiven, then I can go and pray directly to God. Let me read a verse before I move on. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 19 and verse 22. Verse 19 says, We have boldness to enter by the blood of Jesus uh, in the holiest of holies. Boldness, it says. It says, let us draw near in full assurance of faith. As a Christian living the practical life, if I sin a lot and have a bad conscience, I cannot pray to God and go to Him. I feel too guilty to ask Him anything. In fact, I feel too guilty to even relieve my burdens on Him. Why? How can I enter a holy place to a holy God with a defiled conscience? I can't. I, I can't ask God. I don't feel worthy enough. I can't go to Him in prayer. I'm burdened. But I know the Holy Spirit will energize me when I know and understand that the wrath of God has been fully satisfied. Not based on what I have done. Not based on my sin life. I know that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all sin. Now let's talk about the Passover. The Passover is a real event that God came to pass over Egypt and destroy in judgment by death those who sinned. Those who applied the blood on the doorposts delivered from God's judgment and had no wrath come upon them. Now it is important to note that the blood of the lamb was shed and placed on the outside of the door. Why? Because we think of the blood as important to us. But the blood is important for God to see. Not that we would see it. We're inside the house in Israel. The blood's on the outside. We don't see the blood. But God sees the blood. And that's important. Because I don't want to find God's wrath on me. When God sees the blood. It satisfies the Father. God loves you. But God is just. But to know that the just God that must punish sin is fully appeased by the blood of Jesus Christ. I can now enter with confidence and full assurance of faith and pray and ask God for anything because it's not based on what I have done. It's not based on this day what I have done. I may have messed up today, but God doesn't view me as wrathful because I sinned today because that blood has appeased the Father's wrath. I know He's satisfied. I know that He has no wrath against me. Thank God. And so as a Christian, 
you will experience through the power of the Holy Spirit if you pray and hold on to that blood and understand the blood that is very effective practically in your life to give you a clear conscience to help you enter and have full faith. It increases our faith so that we have more effective prayers so we can go to God with all our burdens. It is my conscience because my conscience demands that I fear judgment. My conscience hurts. And the, the Spirit power, the Holy Spirit power will energize and give me a peace of mind and a peaceful conscience that so many people long for. I, I rest in salvation. As I trust in the gospel, not trusting my own works, not trusting that I've been a Christian for 10 years, Something. well, I've been a Christian for 10 years, so God will hear my prayer. No, He won't. He'll hear your prayer because the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from all sin. If that was not true, no amount of righteousness of yours could ever obtain to God hearing you or even allowing you in His presence. Therefore, every day, my dear friends, I learn not to go to God in prayer and expect Him to hear me because... I've done a lot of good today. He will hear me because I've been very good. He must be satisfied with me. He's not angry at me. Other days I felt like God was so angry at me because I've sinned so many times. But both are incorrect. As long as we go based on our own righteousness, based on what we have done or what we have not done, we never can have that full assurance that will God really hear me when I pray? But dear friends, God hears us. We know this because of, because His blood 100% will cleanse me from all sins and it fully satisfies the Father's wrath. Therefore, my conscience is clean and God's wrath is satisfied. Now, the last and final part is the third part. The blood is effectual against Satan. Satan is known as the accuser of the brethren. Satan will accuse me. He will charge me. He will remind me of my sins. He will try to make me feel guilty. And he will tell you real sins. He will actually tell you the sins you really have committed. He will scare you into making it known. He will say, well, what if everyone finds out what you have done? What if people knew what you really just thought? Which, by the way, he puts evil thoughts in our hearts and then accuses us of what he does. But we did think those thoughts, so they're just. He will go before the Father and accuse you of all kinds of sins. But my dear friends, you know what scripture says? Who, in Romans it says this, who will bring a charge against God's elect? Romans chapter 8. Is God who justifies. <laughs> In other words, Satan is trying to argue that you're condemned, and God says, Satan, I justified him. Why are you telling me that he's condemned? Are you saying I'm lying? I justified him by giving my son for his sins. He is just. Those sins are fully atoned for. In other words, God takes our side. 
We many times take Satan's side. We agree on Satan. I guess I can't go before God. I'm such a sinner. We take Satan's side and agree with Satan. God's taking our side. And t he's telling Satan, you have no right to, to bring judgment against my children because I'm the one who justified them. And who dare tells God that he can't? he's wrong? So who will bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. That's what scripture says. So my dear friends, the blood is not just theological. It's essential for salvation. It cleans my conscience. It gives me the knowledge. I know God's wrath is satisfied. And I find out that even it fights against Satan. Satan himself is defeated by the blood. What can Satan say? How can Satan bring an accusation against a one who already took the accusation away? Therefore, my dear friends, we are freed from our conscience. We are freed from Satan's accusations. And we are completely Aware that God's wrath is not against us. So my dear friends, may God bless you. And I sure hope and pray that you will understand this. And I pray that Holy Spirit will use this to talk to you personally. And so that you as a Christian can proclaim freedom to the unbelievers. And be fully having that experience of joy and peace by the blood of Jesus Christ.